Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. In the 2020 race, what is the value of social media stardom? By Izzy Lepowski. If you were to get all of your news last month from Twitter, and, well, maybe you did, you might reasonably conclude that the Democrat, to beat in 2020, is none other than a 37-year-old Indiana mayor with a knack for linguistics and a tongue-twister of a name. According to the social media monitoring service CrowdTangle, Pete Buttigieg got the most interactions on Twitter of any Democratic candidate over the past 30 years. But if you were to take just one glance at how much cash each Democratic candidate has, a time-honored proxy for figuring out who the front-runner is, you would see that same name, Pete Buttigieg, way down toward the bottom of the list of 2020 contenders. That stands to reason, of course, the candidate with the biggest bank account, Senator Bernie Sanders, declared his candidacy long before Buttigieg, and already has a robust list of donors from his 2016 presidential run. The second richest, Senator Elizabeth Warren, transferred more than $10 million from her Senate race, and former Maryland Congressman John Delaney donated nearly $12 million of his own money to the campaign. And yet, it's hard to ignore the glaring gap between Buttigieg's success on Twitter and the other, more tangible metrics, like money, that have traditionally framed the presidential horse race. The disparity raises a distinctly modern question about campaigning in the social media age. What value does a candidate's internet stardom have? The biggest problem with answering that question is that there's limited data to work with. Twitter, after all, is just 12 years, or precisely three presidential cycles, old. We know that at least one president masterfully used it during his campaign to circumvent the press, drive the news cycle, and command more coverage than all of his competitors combined. But Donald Trump was already far more famous than anyone he was running against, 
making it a little unfair to compare his dominance on social media to that of unknown candidates like Buttigieg or, say, Andrew Yang, both of whom rose out of relative obscurity to become darlings of the Internet. As The Upshot recently pointed out, there are ample stats indicating that Democrats on Twitter do not, in fact, represent the broader Democratic electorate. Off of social media, the Democratic Party is more moderate and less news-obsessed, while the Democratic Twitterati are more white, more college-educated, and more active in protests and political fundraising. A cursory comparison between candidates' overall funding and their popularity online would seem to suggest that viral success on Twitter is a weak proxy for the health of a campaign overall. That is, with the exception of Senator Kamala Harris, who excels at both. By comparison, popularity on Facebook hues a bit more closely, though still not exactly, to the fundraising stats. Facebook also has a much larger user base than Twitter. So, does this mean that Buttigieg and other candidates who take off on Twitter ought to be written off as creatures exclusively of the Internet's chattering class? Not necessarily. All that online conversation may indicate who the most viable candidates are, as the first quarter fundraising numbers show. With the exception of Yang, sorry, hashtag Yang Gang, the top performers on Facebook and Twitter were also the top fundraisers in the first quarter, which ended on March 31. There's a logic to that, too. If Democrats on Twitter are more politically engaged than their offline counterparts, it stands to reason they'd be more likely to throw their money behind the candidates they spend their days retweeting. When it comes to counting individual contributions, not just massive cash infusions from the donor class, that matters. According to an analysis by the Washington Post, Sanders, Buttigieg, and Yang raised the most money from small-dollar donations. Small-dollar donors are nothing if not reliable voters and volunteers. The question is, which of these metrics matters most? The 2016 race obliterated the standard assumptions about what makes a frontrunner. During the Republican primaries, former Florida Governor Jeb Bush's war chest of early funding made him look poised to win. During the general election, Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton routinely outraised Trump and the Republican National Committee. In the end, though, it was the candidate who dominated Twitter and Facebook who came out on top. Speaking of that candidate, Buttigieg and his former Democrats have a long way to go if they want to catch up. Not only did President Trump's campaign raise more money than every Democrat last quarter, but last month on Twitter, he earned 10 times more interactions than even Mayor Pete. And, of course, just because a candidate is driving a lot of conversation on social media, doesn't mean they're particularly well-liked. Just ask Howard Schultz. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.